human evolution has ended and there can be no further advancement. The turning point is now. The cleanse has begun. Welcome to Second Class Cinema, the show where we watch a B-movie and immediately discuss. I'm Tom, and I'm on location in Aaron's living room <laughs> with Aaron himself, Eric, and Brittany. Hi. Hello. They didn't ask. They just came in. We just busted they and just decided busted, to record an episode here. Busted the door down, and here they are. Aaron, yeah. we're watching a movie, and you're going to immediately discuss it with us. I said no. <laughs> Get ready to immediately discuss. And it didn't matter. And so we're here, and we, we took a little field trip tonight. We we watched uh, Neil Brain's newest picture, Pass Through. <laughs> uh, we watched that at the Somerville Theater, right up the road, um, and then we came back here to immediately discuss. Sure did. So that's a lie. We ate barbecue. We did eat some barbecue food, <laughs> <laughs> but then we came here to immediately discuss. So the uh, the tagline's been changed to watch a movie, eat some barbecue, and then immediately discuss. <laughs> I'm on board with this. If we can make that a regular thing, I think it happens more than people think. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we did a, um, a Neil Breen Spectacular episode with Aaron uh, a few months back. I think it was yeah. back in September of 2015. We watched all three of his previous that's movies. Great. That's Double Down. That's I Am Here, dot, 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 now. And that is also Fateful Findings. We watched AKA The Longest Day of My Life. <laughs> <laughs> and ironically, that also was us contributing money to this film. That's very true. In order for us to accomplish Good job, that, guys. <laughs> to accomplish the spectacular, we needed to uh, purchase the movies from Neil, and all the proceeds went to pass through. I think we spent about $95, $100 Combined? collectively. Yeah, I think $100 so. $100 between you the two You paid for half of that drone. <laughs> I really hope. Well, okay. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Jeez. So, yeah, we're definitely going to be spoiling the movie. So, if you haven't seen it. There's nothing to spoil. I mean, it's a Neil Breen movie, so you know what to expect. <laughs> You've seen it. So, it makes no coherent sense. But, that, that I mean, that's what makes it a lot of fun. So, I mean, I guess that's why we, we picked this movie. It's, it's we, we're Neil Breen fans. Yes. Mm. Correct. Yes. For lack of a better yeah. word, yes. Yeah. We're, I mean, I'm intrigued by all of his work. I, it pisses I find him me fascinating. off, and mm -hmm. I hate him so much, but <laughs> that did not even remotely stop me from being excited to go see this tonight. Mm -hmm. Oddly excited. Yeah. I yeah. kept getting It's like during the course of the day today, I got more and more excited <laughs> for the movie. Yeah. I called out of work. I was like, gosh, <laughs> these are all awful. Can't wait to go. And and so we get to the uh, we get to the theater, and we also hear that this this movie is sold out. So they had a sold-out crowd come to this movie. Somerville Theater turned people away from seeing Pass Through. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why we, we picked the movie. Um, who wants to go into what Pass Through is about? I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can we try make, maybe make this a collaborative effort? All right. Let's try. Um, it's the same as every other one of his movies. The end. <laughs> All right. All right. So Neil Breen plays an intergalactic AI who's <laughs> nailed it from the future from the future wait an intergalactic AI from the future well, I don't yes. think who is far superior to any human yeah. being he's, obviously yeah. he's yep. intergalactic he's from out there oh uh, did I say that oh yeah. yeah and he did say this universe is mine okay he did so, and there's uh, billions of universes so intergalactic AI from the future mm -hmm. who is capable of time travel 
uh, comes to Earth as like a shambling heroin addict. <laughs> and <laughs> wow, you're right. He did heroin in the beginning. Yeah. So <laughs> well, was that just him? Her. Was that he the human version it. of him ODing on heroin in the desert? And then AI I, intergalactic I Neil Breen like sucked into his body and yeah. like reanimated that's a good it. Question. I think that's Holy what happened. Holy shit! Did that yeah, happen? I forgot about that. That's anyone's guess. That. <laughs> well, okay. So that's that's him taking on a human form. Yeah, let's He's come, taking let's a host. Come back to this. Let's come back. To All this. right. Let's <laughs> revisit. Let's keep going. <laughs> Not with, important remotely. <laughs> keep going with the synopsis. Um, and then in the meantime, there's like about a dozen or so, I guess, Mexican refugees trying to cross the border into America and they're being escorted by like these criminal types yeah. who I honestly don't know what their game plan was, but it was obviously for some nefarious doings. Of course. And uh, two, two, two of the refugees kind of escape from the main group and like come across Neil Breen's weird shack in the middle of the desert. <laughs> weird garbage his, trailer. His garbage heap. <laughs> and they, they, you know, kind of tentatively stay with him until he reveals that he's an intergalactic AI, whereupon he uh, immediately decides that most of the human race is unsalvageable and poofs them out of existence. Yeah, he cross-dissolves <laughs> the entire world. Basically, he decides that we need an ethnic cleansing and destroys millions of bad people. You forgot the uh, story of uh, Astronomy Kids yes. and Astronomy Granddad. Because That's... it's completely irrelevant to the plot, but... <laughs> Yeah, but it's still it. part of it. We still have to acknowledge that it existed. Literally, so, if you take them out of this movie, it's the exact same thing. changes. Yeah. But we should mention them. There is Astronomy Boy and Astronomy Girl. And, and Astronomy, astronomy girl, girl number two. Well, actually, no. <laughs> and the Astronomy best part, Grandpa. Best part is about the Astronomy Girl Shoot. is there was no number one and number two. Shoot. They were just both credited as the same person. <laughs> astronomy Girl and Astronomy Girl. Yeah, it's like the twins on Full House. And Astronomy yes. Grandpa. And Astronomy <laughs> Grandpa. And so they were on the hunt for some kind of anomaly they had some knowledge i guess of this ai i figured all these storylines were somehow going to come together in probably not a clever <laughs> way but you sweet summer child <laughs> <laughs> i figured that the ham-fistedly they would all come together in in some way but he couldn't he he didn't even manage that one no. Nah. No. Um, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, I guess that's that's that is what it's about. Yeah. Um, and I, I'd also like to start with this. So going into the movie theater, we go to the concession, we get some popcorn, we do our normal movie theater thing. Some sour patch watermelons. Yeah, we're doing we're we're doing the candy thing. I had a right? good cry in the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You gotta gotta let the tears out before the yeah. breen. Yeah. Some beers. Uh, and so the woman who is uh, filling up our popcorn asks us what we're about to see, and I say pass through, and we get into a, a relatively lengthy discussion about whether or not Neil Breen is consciously trolling us <laughs> as human beings or is uh, a genuine naive filmmaker. Hmm. And now I was on the defense of he doesn't quite know what he's doing. And that we are accepting his work as is, as opposed to him presenting us uh, a joke, which she thought he was. Now, what do you guys think? I think he is completely genuine. Like, the ham-fisted morals that he shoves down your throat in all his movies are, like, akin to that of, like, Birdemic where they think they're making this grand statement of like something profound that no one's ever heard before. He's like, people are just the same, but 
out you don't realize it <laughs> but you shouldn't be fighting you break each other down into subgroups you don't even know like oh god i feel like he's so genuine was, was that about your audition his, tape for this yes that was about as good as the acting in this movie oh no that was far better than you. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like he's a thousand percent genuine long story so short. we got genuine too long didn't read he's genuine <laughs> I'm I'm very conflicted because I feel like the comedic timing with this movie is so much better than it was in the last three, and they're not supposed to be comedies. Mm. So I'm 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 conflicted. Either he is an absolute comedic genius, or he has no idea what he's doing. Yeah, it's it's either like one he way has and... to be absolutely brilliant as a comedy writer and director if mm. these are intentional. Okay, well, Aaron, what about you? I I think he's genuine. You look at the end credits of the film, and he's done everything on the film, mm. everything uh, from directing to writing to to whatever else. And then there's that the one asterisk in the credits to say that you know if it has an N or a B in it, that's also him. It, that leads me to believe that no one has said no to him at all at any point in this feature. That he is footing the bill at this uh, with this with our money. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's you and me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's footing the bill for this, and so if anybody said, "Yeah, well, you know, I don't, I don't know if that really works," I bet he went, "Well, you know, that's what I want to do." And I, I, I think that we're four, four, we. He is four films in on this now. Uh, yeah. He would not be able to keep up that momentum if he wasn't completely genuine. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. Um. I feel like he has to be a really rigid person to work with because throughout every single one of his films, I just listen to the dialogue and I think who the fuck would write this and who would just say these lines and not be like, this makes no sense at all. <laughs> well, why don't you uh, tell us what you, what you found on Instagram? I was about to say <laughs> that. Okay, right. um, so the main actress in this movie, I don't know her name. Forgive me. Um, I came across her Instagram and she basically had said, Oh, my movie's coming out. I can't wait to see how I did. Um, I was having all my lines fed to me like piecemeal in 100 plus degree desert weather. So I'm really curious as to how it came out. And I was like, that makes so much fucking sense. <laughs> like, I bet anytime anyone tries to have any input, he's just kibosh. Like, no, this is what we're doing. This is exactly how I wrote it on the page. So that's how it's going to be filmed. Well, see, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. So he's going out there, but I feel like he's also the kind of the person who'd be like, great, good enough. Let's move on. Like, he'd be satisfied with one take. Mm. Like, he's just like, say, say it exactly like it's written, and the first time you get it right is the one I'm going with. So, I don't, I mean, he may be rigid in one sense, but also kind of relaxed in another. I don't think he's rigid. I think that it's just, uh, this is how I want you to say it. And then, and then I think you're right that it's probably like one take, one take wonder. Yeah, and then he just moves on. And then they're like, well, w wait, I just, you know, <laughs> could I get a second? He's like, no, I like that one. I don't think, I don't think he's rigid. <laughs> I think that he's completely. You know, I think he's I think he's fine to work with, but I think that he's just very like, yeah, I'm I'm you know, I'm good. I, I got what I wanted. What do you think his shooting ratio is from raw to output? Hmm. Like one to one. <laughs> <laughs> so in fucking camera. from the in camera. Like we used to do in middle school editing camera. Middle school. Yeah. There middle were just school? points yeah. where like like auntie would be screaming in the desert like you have to help me and she would scream it like 10 times and i'm like in no place on earth does this resemble a logical conversation <laughs> or reaction that anyone would ever have yeah all right so no i'm, I'm glad we discussed that i just wanted to clear that up uh, i want to make sure we're all on the same page and i think we are oh, yeah because didn't the concession stand girl say are you guys seeing this ironically yeah she's <laughs> like do people come to see this ironically like well what does ironically mean 
I mean, does it mean... To, to see it because we know it's not good, is what I'm assuming she meant. Perhaps, but it's not like I go to Transformers films expecting, you know, high art either. I mean, I'm but going to do, this because... But there's a different expectation. Breen has entertained me through mm. three films now, you know, to, to varying degrees. I feel like it's the opposite of the entertainment he intends it to be, though. Oh, no, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But I don't know if... Which is like, I'm sure Michael Bay is like, everyone's going to go see this fucking disaster piece and shut their brains off. And it's just going to be like 93 minutes of shit exploding. And like, I get that. But I don't know. It's so, <laughs> I guess it is like super ironic for me personally. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess you're right. I guess, I guess if we're, if, if you're referring to uh, um, seeing it ironically as not seeing it as it, as its intended entertainment value then yes yeah. but, but i just i just hate that 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 that's what it would be called yeah i mean i think from her perspective she was she was trying to say like well don't you feel like you're getting duped do you think this guy is like basically conning you guys and i was like no i don't think so i don't think so whatsoever he still it's made not the like film. he's bankrolling on fucking no. somerville audience going <laughs> to see his movie pass through you know what I mean? <laughs> 50 whole seats yeah you know like i don't think he's like you know making money hand over fist on these so he i don't think it's worth it for him to con yeah, yeah. so i think he's actually got something to say and we very clearly heard it yeah um, and wanted <laughs> to mean, to make a movie if we're going to talk about cons samurai cop 2 <laughs> that's a con yeah yeah that samurai was a, con too. a self-aware monstrosity yeah sorry samurai cop too <laughs> um i'm not apologizing <laughs> okay you clowns cut the crap all right let's let's do successes for pass through guys i was gonna say i feel like our established uh our structure is, structure is just gonna so, I mean, fall by the wayside well all right so maybe so maybe in the sake of what we've just seen let's try and just let's try and maybe cram successes and failures together like what were our reactions to the movie like what happened well i i think i can at least sort of give a success okay um the fact that you could afford drone technology here in 2015 <laughs> at least made for some dynamic looking shots the unfortunate side of this we want to transition to failures. <laughs> Most of his use of the drone footage was to just shoot him dicking around in the desert. <laughs> it True. really was. I thought you were actually going to go with the biggest failure, which was the Blu-ray itself. There was just it, visually there was some the interlacing, sort of interlacing or whatever you problems. said. You know, it looked it was it, would, it made me yeah. sick. It did. I know. It was very jarring, and I never get like that during no type this of was bad cinematic experience Aaron I, I know you very frequently uh, reference you know the fact that something is color and then it has a ratio <laughs> uh, as a success and I'm not even sure if you can do it for this blu-ray <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah I, I mean I'm not sure I think if I were to say this is I think this was his most and this is going back on what we we're just talking about his most self-aware movie I feel like he kind of knew at, out of all of his previous works, this one had the most timing to it. I don't know if that was intentional or unintentional. I don't. I don't know. I, it's really hard to get a read on. You it. You mean like comedic timing? Yeah, yeah like yeah. there was timing the in the edits way. and in some of the delivery that felt straight comedy, like Tim and Eric ironic style comedy. Yeah, yeah like people standing around awkwardly for like three seconds before something actually happens. But you need to understand editing. In order to do something like that, and, and based mm -hmm. on his other films, he he's, doesn't. But he's it's edited not intentional. He's edited three feature films prior to this, has he not? But they're all the same film. 
well, that means like you should be take, really good at it by now. I feel now. like yeah. you have to take into consideration like growth, which I have not seen any really no. i mean yeah. this was his fourth film and i was expecting it to be a little more coherent and i feel like it was more incoherent <laughs> than the last three listen if you think about it that is a kind of growth yeah that's true yeah growing incompetency <laughs> growing inward <laughs> um yeah for like 70 percent of this movie i had no fucking idea what was going on it was just images and then on to the next thing, mm-hmm. just on to the next thing with zero thread weaving them all together. Here, here be my argument against. I found myself the, saying what a lot. <laughs> what? You and you and the rest of the audience. <laughs> <laughs> here be my argument against the editing okay. is that it's not like any of his other films have been tightly edited. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think Fateful Findings was like two hours. Was it? Oh my uh, god! Fateful Findings was a slog. Yeah. yeah, and I think that pass, uh, not pass through. Um, uh, double down, double down is equally as long. So, and none of them have been tightly edited. None of them have been. They've all been like the repeated images, repeated footage, repeated da 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 da, da again and again and again. So, I think that maybe it seems that way this time because it is a lot shorter. This is probably his shortest. Yeah, this um, is like a nice tight 90 minutes or yeah, so, right? Yeah, for, yeah. I mean, it started right at 7.30 and we got out like, I, you, I think you looked at your phone. It was like 9.03. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we watched all those goddamn credits. Yeah, we did. We, we got our money's worth. <laughs> Squeezed every cent out of it. Right? None of that. So I, he, I, he, does, he has not edited a tight film, so therefore I don't believe he intentionally made the editing in, in that way. I do go back to my argument that if this was intentionally a comedy, then he is a comedic genius with the, with those kind of comedy edits. Yeah. I feel like there is, so, there was just enough of them. Where I was like, that can't possibly be an accident. Could it? Or maybe he's just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe, I mean, I don't know if you've made this is your fourth feature film. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. When nobody's like saying found no, when no, but when, when you haven't shown this to anybody and nobody is saying no, <laughs> And they're successful to some extent. Somebody exactly. should have at least said no to a CGI blowtorch. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, that's just common sense. Well, okay. So here's something real quick. So two years ago to the day, we went and we saw Fateful Findings at Coolidge. Mm-hmm. Like two year anniversary of us doing that, we now see pass through. Yes. When we saw that two years ago, we shared the theater with, I'm going to say, no more than 12 people. Mm-hmm. This one sold out. Just gonna go ahead and say that. I think it was a smaller theater. <laughs> this one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was definitely, definitely smaller, but it actually filled seats. Yeah. Yeah. And the other like, one, like, I'm, I swear there was no, I mean, I'll give it 15 max. And this audience was like ready to go. This was like a Def Jam show. Oh, <laughs> dude, applause. And, and as I saw a video of Neil talking about this movie, and he's like, this is an audience participation movie. He has deemed it as such. Really? Huh. In what but regard? Is it, but is it just like because that's what people are telling him is happening, so he's just embracing it? But that's never happened to him before. I yeah, mean, he true. know he kind of was like, I know people because he also he was on the phone at our original Coolidge uh, picture, and he was saying, "Was like I know how these movies are perceived, but I make them in a certain way, and this is kind of what I want to do, and I know how people watch them, and that's fine." But they're not that. And then I remember him saying with this movie that this was going to not be a midnight movie like his previous ones. He said he was going to take this in a more serious direction. And then that made me very excited because then I knew like, okay, well, if he's genuinely saying that this is not going to be a midnight picture, then this is going to be the best movie he's made. And I think I was right in thinking that because hmm. I must say I think this is the, the best Neil Breen movie to date. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a statement. What, in, what, in, <laughs> in what way would this be an audience participation picture? Um, I, I mean, we, we had the audience participate for us. I think it's, it's meant to be. But that's not be, the way. No, that's I mean, the that's way. the that's same way. That's everyone yelling obnoxious yeah. shit. Yeah. Which is enjoyable on one hand, but at the same time, it's like everyone thinks they're mystery science theater and mm. you're not. Like 10% of what I heard tonight was probably funny. There were some great one-liners out there in the theater tonight. <laughs> I will say that there Let's was at least that. the audience instead of Listen, I have at least two audience-driven favorite parts once we get there. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. But I mean, does that, I mean, I think watching it in an audience m- made me enjoy it more. For sure. I think I think it added value. I, I think it's, it's, it's an audience movie in the same way that The Room is, in that mm. The Room was not intended to be. And it just happens to be like just because you say it is doesn't necessarily make it the case. Well, and, yeah. and the same with Neil. So that, that I mean, that's that's a a just a, a thought as to why this movie feels the way it does. Mm. Just my thought. I mean, I don't know what the hell I we're mean, talking about as far as success and failures. And that train went off the tracks a long yeah, time okay, ago. Fair. I told you it was a lost cause. That also makes me wonder if this movie felt more dense, if only because this is the only one we've watched with a participating audience. And there was there were people there to fill in the It's the gaps. only one we watched sober. Also true. <laughs> it's true. We were the most sober for this. Yeah, that's true. Well, except for Eric. And yeah, that's also very true. Mm. Eric's always drunk. I just want to point out that Breen was his typical villainous self in this movie again. Yeah. I maintain my stance that Breen is not the hero of this movie. Breen is the villain of everything. Breen is in fact the villain in everything. I was absolutely waiting for our two female leads to suck his dick. (laughs) To suck dick. (laughs) Exactly right. No. I was waiting for them to like flip him to realize that humans aren't bad you know i was waiting for like the 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 realization to be presented to him that we're not all bad and it was never there not at it all. doesn't happen in his movies it never ha- yeah. he literally he killed 300 million people in this movie <laughs> it that's is a that's a genocide yeah that <laughs> is that's a cleansing that's, that's that yeah that's a cleansing that's an apocalypse <laughs> he killed 300 million people announced it on the news and then just went on with his life and then still left a bunch of bad people Didn't around. Did he do that in another movie? Like announced a bunch of shit on the news? Um, well, Fateful uh, yeah, Findings yeah. at the end uh, in front of the White House when all those people How were shooting themselves. How does he not realize he's making the same movie over and over? <laughs> Maybe he does. And he like just he shows up. Yeah. He's like, yo, I'm superior. You all suck. Kills a bunch of people. Uh, hold on. Tries to leave us with a profound message and then leaves. You could be describing a Steven Seagal movie with that same <laughs> sentence. He, Only if it was Steven Seagal, it would be true. He is superior to all of us. <laughs> and here's also a question I always think about during the film. Who are his influences as far as filmmaking? Is Seagal, for sure. I feel, yeah, that's... He's got to be a Seagal brain, fan. Breen, Breen, and Breen. If there's any outside influence, I think you have a good point. I may, <laughs> he might just be doing this in a vacuum. But like, I bet no one's made a movie before. Let me try this movie thing. <laughs> because, I mean, think, these talkies, everyone's talking. Think about another talking film about that talkies. even like resembles what he's making other than David Lynch, which I feel like anything is weird. Anybody, Everybody just immediately calls it Lit- Lynch-esque. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lynchian. There, there's no other I'm film familiar where with David Lynch really, so I can't comment comment on that. Well, it's just it's it's 
strange plotting and it doesn't always necessarily make sense it, it, right away sometimes it takes repeated viewing um but there is it is very heavy in symbolism mm-hmm. um I, I just I, I can't think of another film that resembles what he's doing what breen is doing and and that's what makes me wonder like who his influences are and i see what you're saying with the seagal like the, the the very preachy ending but i mean literally this movie had five minutes of just him staring directly <laughs> at the audience talking yeah about his worldview he got real preachy real fast yeah i don't know if nobody if no movies like this exist because everyone knows better or if because he's truly an auteur like that unique and bizarre uh, well I mean, the, the medium of film is also show don't tell <laughs> too yeah. so i mean just on a like a basic level <laughs> Well, this time he didn't even tell because we had no idea what was going yeah, on. Exactly. Time. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he spoke a, a line of dialogue until like a half hour in. It felt like. Mm. Yeah. Like nobody yeah. spoke for so long. I was like, does this movie have audio? Yeah. And then she got real disappointed when she found out there was. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. The effects on this movie were baffling. Like every creative choice was so strange. Like he chose to just green screen like mansion backgrounds i think people like chit-chatting in living rooms that were like super nice but you could tell it was a green screen yeah he went to istock.com and searched for posh living rooms (laughs) and then decided to just shoot a bunch of scenes on those pictures those were posh spices living rooms yeah they looked great (laughs) i know dude well she's married to a soccer player that's true yeah no i i hear you it was weird so strange there's a lot of weird moments that I can't identify as successes or failures. No, me either. A I mean, they're the failures, right? But <laughs> I mean, yeah. but I mean, failures know. on a filmmaking but level. But did, did you enjoy exactly? Did right. you enjoy them exactly? Then then yeah, they absolutely. become a success to me. Like anytime the green screen tiger came up, instant gratification. What I instant win. Anything with the tiger, which is honestly what I hope my money went to. <laughs> if I can pick what my dollars went to, it was to fucking get that tiger on that screen. Yeah. Like if you went IMDb and you said, "Hey, I got a credit for funding this," and it says Tiger Funder, Tom Ribeiro. <laughs> I would love. I love Living that. the dream and the IMDb credit. Yeah, so many weird, just like what the fuck was that screen tiger? overlays of him and a tiger roaring. Who was the tiger? Uh, Tony. Uh, no, the tiger did have. A he name. did have a name. I bet it was like nobody cares. I think it started with a V. Oh, Victor. It was like a weird name. Vincent. Oh. It was. It was so, like Vial or yeah, Vian, something like that. All right. So okay. So what was this tiger supposed to mean? I don't know. Don't know. Me neither. Mm-hmm. Oh well, okay. Well, at least I'm not. I'm not the only fucking oh, the, one. The girl had the tattoo of a tiger. She had a tiger so tattoo. We're supposed to connect the two somehow. Well, he kept he kept going back and forth in time from his his place to our place, and his right. I guess. And then his place looked like our place, only there was fucking goofy shit written on rocks, <laughs> and there was a tiger there because he kept he kept going to one spot and then dissolving uh, oh, to a new area. Yeah, which I'm assuming is his time. Mm-hmm. In ah, which I thought he was just he, teleporting to a different place in our world. No, I Me thought he was too. teleporting so he was to like, his I time. I can bend space and time. Well, yeah. Why would he teleport to a different desert? Because that's all he could afford to shoot on. <laughs> You're fucking asking that question about a Neil Brain movie. Well, of course, well, it's the really? desert. He uh, with the you had the the hairy arm at the beginning. Eric's arm came out was hey. painting uh, <laughs> on the rocks. My arms are not that hairy. Oh, <laughs> somebody got like a two inch arms. trim and just glued all yeah. the hair to their arm. So I thought that this was this was ancient. Uh, 
So the, yeah, I thought it was like a Space Odyssey type yeah, intro. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, but so then when he started there, yeah, but that's what I mean. That's what I thought that he was just transporting to another place or another desert uh, or not. Yeah, another part of the desert yeah. or something. I mean, like the, that. Ed, the the editing in this movie is so confusing that it might as well just assume he's in a different desert or a different part of the desert. Yeah, that's what I thought was happening. Yeah. See, I thought he was going back to his time. Yeah, getting juiced up to do whatever he had to do. <laughs> In our time. <laughs> See, that, that makes more sense. I, back, I agree. Sprayed some heroin on himself. <laughs> He's like, I'm good to go. <laughs> Let's really do this thing. He had Genocide. no idea what a light year was either. Wait, what? He had no idea what a light year was. Yeah. What, he was what like it? a thousand years. <laughs> a whole light year. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> That's not Try it. Try again. <laughs> totally a denomination of time. Yeah, I, I like how his explanation of how he's able to do these things was just throwing out Oh, that words. was one of my favorite parts, actually. Let's just do the favorite his, parts then. His buzzword list. <laughs> <laughs> he grabs a piece of tubing and is explaining to Auntie how he can travel in time. He's like, your time is here. I'm from down here. Black, <laughs> dark matter. Black Dark gift. energy. <laughs> string theory. <laughs> Just rattles off a bunch of like physics Quantum buzzwords. physics. Quantum physics. And then folds the pipe in half and is like, that's how I'm able to travel. I was like, wow, and he, I totally get physics now because you just explained it to me. It's a lot like that scene from Interstellar where uh, they also explain it where he takes the paper, folds it in half, pokes the hole through and says, yeah, you go from here to here. I'm like, yeah, I don't fucking get it, but you do. And that's <laughs> fine. That's yeah, great. Yeah. You know, this one is uh, you, you Wikipedia'd. Uh, how to how to uh, do time travel? At least they didn't just say a bunch of words. <laughs> String theory. As he's bending the pipe, quantum physics. <laughs> it's fucking perfect. So bad. The problem oh. is, it doesn't feel like he understands what he's making a film about either. Oh, definitely not. I mean, you ask him, no. be like, "All right, what's string theory, dude?" He'd be like, "Oh, it's string theory." You <laughs> know, quantum, you time you know, travel. With it's it. quantum mechanics. Yeah. <laughs> You know, dark matter, energy. <laughs> I, every single time he went into that, that mode of talking, I thought about Kevin Nealand and Happy Gilmore, where he's talking about being on the carousel and going up, down, and around. <laughs> and around. <laughs> um, who else has favorite parts? I know we, 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 we struggled to take some notes. We were passing we around one We've done notebook. a lot of stuff, but mostly it's just fucking nonsense. <laughs> I know I wrote down music. Music is magical. It's timeless. Oh my gosh! Oh, when he was at the news station, I thought it was like a really weird, like avant-garde, inspirational video. He was like trying to make. He was like, "You have the power within you." Turn to the other camera. <laughs> um, oh, or no, you know what it is. I'll clean it for you. Oh, my God. Dude, all right. The whole cleaning scene. <laughs> the cleaning this scene. is partially why I think it might be intentionally that was, funny. That was the only time that I'm like, wait, is this is this supposed to be intentionally funny? I think it was. I can't. I think it was. Yeah. I, don't, I, th I think, well, I think then Brini made a jokey. Then bravo, because that's movie of the year then. <laughs> well, I don't. See, once again, I thought maybe in his mind what he was making was a lighthearted scene in a very serious movie mm -hmm. to help break the tension. And what ended up happening was he meant to make something lighthearted and he made something fucking hysterical. <laughs> and creepy. And amazing. Why oh. did he have like shit all over his face the entire movie? Because he's AI. Yeah, he fell down once and that was it. Can I, he um, slept in dirt. I, I actually, I do have a genuine success and I don't know if it was intentional, but <laughs> Neil Breen is excellent at portraying just absolute filth. Like I felt uncomfortable look, watching, like looking at his scenery. 
and yeah. I, I, f- I feel that case like I feel like that's the case with most of his movies that don't just take place entirely in the desert like Double Down yeah well they say right what you know yeah <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> sorry Neil ouch yeah <laughs> this movie had a weirdly anti-immigration underlying uh undercurrent it was like passive okay. aggressive uh, immigration uh, yeah, yeah. Like trying to portray it, it as like a positive a, thing yeah, it right? was a very anti-immigration undercurrent yeah. like like you try and get uh like a kid to do something that you don't or, or that he doesn't want to do but you just convince him to do it anyway with excitement yeah, yeah like to make fun. it sound cool yeah he's like go back <laughs> he finally freed all the refugees he's like go back to your own countries and then right around the time everyone started like giving him the side eye about that he was like and take down the corrupt leaders and the governments and the politicians. <laughs> Don't run away. I was like, yeah, you have to make it sound like it's a brave thing when actually you just want them to get the fuck out of your country. Yeah, right. It's like, oh Don't my lie, God. Brain. This painting, this fence is so much fun. <laughs> I can't even handle it. And like, fuck, the, you're missing out, bro. <laughs> the refugees like knocked a barbed wire fence down at the beginning, and then at the end, he puts it back up. Uh, yes. And, and the audience were, was chanting, build the wall. <laughs> build the wall. The whole build the wall. theater. Make well, America green again. You brought it up, so I guess we may as well talk about it. Uh, the, <laughs> his, entire, his entire political views. Because oh, yeah. we have been trying for months to figure this out, and we still have not come to a he conclusion. He was like bitching no. about political correctness. Yeah. Yeah, so so everything else he's complaining about in 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 his five minute long diatribe <laughs> to, directly to camera, making me uncomfortable, <laughs> was about how we need to take power back, that people need to be in charge of themselves, that we don't need politicians, we don't need war, we don't need war monglers, we don't need you know lawyers, things <laughs> of that nature. We don't need law. We don't need law. Break the law, he and says. Then, and then the audience yeah. is cheering and laughing along with this. And then he says, we don't need political correctness. Or he says something along the line that's about uh, not needing political correctness. And that just stopped the audience dead. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> we need a little political correctness. <laughs> so the only thing we could come up with over uh, jamming uh, barbecue into our face a little while ago was that he's just a complete anarchist. I, I really think that's all we can say about it. He just complete and utter freedom i think he just has no fucking idea what he's talking he about. might also just be a crazy person like it was so <laughs> weirdly contradictory because one of the things he mentioned during his five minute rant was um how we need to do away with the glorification of violence and i was like you're trying to illustrate that by making a film in which you play an all-powerful being who just wipes out a large percentage of the world's population <laughs> but in, in his defense it was not glorified by at all that's like, true. true he yeah. just yeah, glossed he just glossed over he's like yo i just killed about 300 mil yeah but he <laughs> mentioned it so many times and was like i killed them all i am the future like he was pretty power hungry to be fair that's what tom says every time i come over to your house <laughs> what i killed them all i am the future <laughs> have you seen the future i am the future oh yeah that Whoa. was a hell of a line that was i am the future Sorry. Oh, no. Robotic <laughs> as fuck. I am the future. Love being human. I, I know I have a... Can you hand me the, the piece oh, yeah, of paper yeah. here? I've got a success. What do you I just want to so talk about? It's just random like uh, lines yeah. of dialogue. Yeah. Just, I, this movie is dense. It's like there's so many things that happen in this movie and like the more we talk about it, the more I'm remembering like, oh yeah, that, that did happen. Does yeah. anyone but, remember the line he spewed when he was walking away from that 
green screen house right before it exploded? No, I was too excited by the house exploding because Something everyone was cheering. I remember that happening like, from the trailer, and I got so excited. Yeah, yeah, you, you're like Tom, Tom, <laughs> Tom. <laughs> I'm like trying to take a note. I'm just like, like, I don't want to miss the explosion. People getting what they deserve, or something like that. I was like, yeesh, bro. Yeah, no, he's definitely he's just, come up in Springer. He believes that the world is black and white. That either you're good or you're bad, and mm. that that's how he's going to kill people. That that always. And I think and that <laughs> makes you a bad guy. Exactly. Exactly. So <laughs> you just want to murder people because they're bad. But what about those other people who want to murder people? Do you think that they know that they're bad or did they murder bad? Yeah. People? Do they murder bad people? I mean, do you know that you're bad? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to talk about one line. Okay. Of this movie that I, I, I truly love. Go for it. Was I, I have a feeling this like this is the first major laugh we have in this movie. I think it could have been. It was one of the refugees. Um, and let's face it. All their sob stories were hilarious. Everyone's... They were the dude. same story every time. Anytime anyone got a medium close-up in about 10 seconds to deliver a line, it was the best thing I'd ever heard. <laughs> this is the best one. And this guy, the, the delivery on this was just fucking impeccable. I, I feel like this guy knew he was in a Neil Breen movie and he was so fucking excited. Yes. And, and the line reads, I realize what I'm doing is illegal, but I gotta do it. <laughs> Yeah, that was every single person they talked to. I know it's wrong, but what can I do? But they were let go. They they were freed. They were they were freed. Yeah. Well, which is interesting because he re- well, I think it's because he realized what he was doing was wrong. Breed? That's, oh, uh, oh, no, no, the, the, well, this well, refugee. refugee okay. Well, he realized it was illegal. Yeah. But you we should also mention that Neil Breen thinks you should violate laws that you don't Agree with? Agree with, yeah. basically, yeah. He but thinks you should disregard regu- regulation. Yes. But yeah. does that make you a bad person? Well, in the eyes of the law. I mean, when two when two Depends countries go to war, you, one one country doesn't go to war simply over evil purposes. They go to war be over over their own best interests. And both countries will do that, or whatever factions will do that. So you can't say that one side is strictly evil and the other side is strictly no right. No one thinks they're the bad guy. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to advocate for Nazis, guys. That's what I'm trying to do here. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to advocate for Nazis. Okay, no, fair. But, I mean, so he, is, he, he just believes everything is black and white. But if you repent, then you're good. So it just comes back to that uh, I am here dot 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 now. He's space Jesus again. Exactly. Yeah, yeah he's just Jesus again. That if you repent. Old, Old Testament Jesus. If you, if you repent, you can go back to your country, but don't pass the wall. <laughs> wow. Don't come back. Did he also use the same gimmick about um, the news station being like, <laughs> all the CEOs are disappearing? Did he use that same gimmick in Fateful Findings? Yeah, but they yeah. killed themselves on camera. Because remember, oh, they were all yeah, standing yeah, okay. up and they had to like, shot right. themselves. Yep. And then everyone that. applauded them shooting themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> you know, oh just like gosh. real life. <laughs> and um, this isn't a favorite part, but um, I thought Neil Breen's hair looked like an eye party wig. <laughs> it was all, it was so all scraggly. <laughs> I thought he looked like Steven Tyler. That, that's also wow. true. Crossed with Mel Gibson. Wrong. Yikes. Um... But yeah, I think that line of dialogue, the cleaning scene, uh, a couple of my favorite parts. <laughs> just talking trash out of his awful trailer. Oh my god! And him just I'll him, clean him it just, for you. Shit stained mattress. Him fucking cheesing like it's all clean now. Oh. <laughs> I like how it was so desperate because it was like she's like, "Yo, this place is filthy." He's like, uh, "I'll clean it. Just anything to get you inside." <laughs> she's like, you like, no. clean my bed. I'll clean my bed." Although, I will say this time I was glad he didn't take it all the way and like make the female lead like really grossly into him 
Uh, no, she was only disgustingly into him. <laughs> exactly. And in fairness, she did hit him with a rock, which was the most satisfying thing I've seen in my life. And what I can appreciate, too, is that at the end, they were tickling us with them holding hands, and then they didn't. Mm. They didn't hold hands. Yeah. And they tilted up past them, so it was beyond their relationship. Yeah, they passed right through. Yeah. yeah. They One could say that. I love that last scene with all the dead bodies disappearing. <laughs> Holy dick. My God. And like the CG Aurora Borealis flashing across the sky. <laughs> the Aurora Umbordialis. Hey what the fuck what? was up with that red dot? Oh, that embryo? What was the dot? The that flying was, embryo. That was uh, Breen's aura. You know how like in uh, 2001 how there was uh, Space Baby? Yeah. That was Space Baby on a budget. <laughs> it looked like a, a female egg. Yeah. It really did. It, like, it was. It was so like inconspicuous though. Like it was just not. It like, could have yeah. easily just been like an error. You remember in The Exorcist when uh, occasionally there would just be that image of uh, a demon? Pazuzu? Pazuzu. Yeah, Pazuzu. On, Pazuzu. On, My mom on says I'm wall. not allowed to watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. Tom and Brittany, you remember. <laughs> yes, my mommy said Eric, it was okay. Cover your ears. <laughs> All right, hold on. Uh, how there would just be randomly that, that uh, image of the, the demon yep. projected on the wall, and then it would just go away, and there's no explanation. That's uh, that's a red dot. He's back. Yeah, but the explanation. He's back, guys, in dot form. The explanation of the exorcist is that I'm assuming that's the demon that was inside Reagan. Yeah. Is this the fertile egg inside of Neil? Absolutely. All is right. this the craft with which he traveled to our time? That, absolutely. Space? Eric, what do you want it to be? Well, because... Uh, wait. Um, I point, just want it to be anti-alias. Absolutely. <laughs> at one point when astronomy gang is there, he's like, oh, I can choose who sees the pulse and who I hide it from. Like, what are my Facebook friends mm. group here? So is that a pulse? What the fuck? Pulse. Neil. Oh, that was the other favorite part when uh, Astronomy Gang was pushing uh, the oh. Professor <laughs> Professor Dad Grandpa through the woods <laughs> or desert, desert rather. Uh, they, I think Neil was behind the camera yelling at them to push him faster, but the kids obviously couldn't push Grandpa Professor on, through the uh, sand. Through, through the sand, so Grandpa Professor trying to help them. So everyone's just struggling and also has these big shit-eating grins on their face, too. <laughs> I love how we went from being bedridden on death's doorstep to walking and, like, <laughs> wheeling himself around and not needing his oxygen no. tank. Professor Grandpa was just sucking down oxygen the entire time. I'm dying. Time to inhale some more oxygen. Yeah, they gave him, like, the Willy Wonka Grandpa Joe treatment. <laughs> Dude's been in bed for 40 years. All of a sudden, he can dance. Yeah, suddenly he gets a golden ticket, and he's like, shit, yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> golden ticket to Neil Breen's show. <laughs> um, any any other favorite parts or any other um, talking points that we want to go over before we write? Too much I drone. Have. He got himself a goddamn drone and he just he shot the fuck it. out of it. I would say that film is sixty percent actual footage, forty percent drone footage, forty percent <laughs> grown footage. Oh, yeah. drone <laughs> footage of like him from far away reciting poignant verses from someone who is not him. Yeah, he credited them too at the end, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right, he did. Yeah, yeah, Carl Sagan. <laughs> Albert Eric, Einstein. Um, so I, I do have an audience participation favorite part. <laughs> oh, that's right, yep. Um, near the end of the movie, there's an, a, a very green Aurora Borealis superimposed over Neil Breen's disgusting face. And someone in the... Some some back row. Some beautiful, beautiful person If you're listening, back row, thank you. So happy. <laughs> just yells out, it's Neil Green. <laughs> Best joke of the night. <laughs> so good. 
best joke of the goddamn night. Well, oh, and um, there was a scene where uh, Neil Breen has to prove to uh, Aunt Auntie, whatever her name is, uh, <laughs> that he is, in fact, uh, space magic. Uh-huh. And in order to do this, he uh, utilizes a reverse tear. Oh, my so God. he just recorded footage of him dropping a bunch of cans <laughs> and onto the it. ground and then reversed it to make it look like they were floating with his bone power. Well, what was great is, so you watch, her name is Auntie. I <laughs> freaking know. No, she introduces uh, herself and yeah. then she's like, this is my niece, Kim. Right. So but oh, it's Amanda. Her name is Amanda. I fucking know. Well, it's Auntie, definitely Amanda. Sure, okay. Aunt Manda. 100% Aunt Manda. sure it's Absolutely. Aunt Manda. Absolutely. Let's go that one. <laughs> All right. So Aunt Manda, in that, in that specific shot, she goes from like pleasantly happy, or she, well, in the actual shot yeah. that we saw on screen, she goes from surprised to like skeptical. happy like yeah. happy skeptical she's like kind of like smiling like what's gonna happen eh, she should have done the, the opposite should she have not right in order because the scenes being over i would have loved to have been on set <laughs> for him like all right ready for this magical moment and then he just drops a bunch of fucking cans and she's just like ah <laughs> <gasps> gravity <laughs> oh my gosh she also seemed very confused about what an aunt was she was like, you're my brother's daughter, and I'm your mother's like, sister. <laughs> I'm your aunt. I was like, why are they explaining this family dynamic to us so in-depth? Along the same lines as uh, the the uh, magic cans, uh, when Astronomy Club Neil finally magic meets... Hands. Yeah. <laughs> when Astronomy Club finally meets Breen, and they... Re- well, I guess when they, when they finally realize who Breen is for some inexplicable reason uh breen's like this is from where i'm from and he just dumps a ton of glitter in the boy's hands <laughs> and the boy's like ah! <laughs> that's I not s- even an exaggeration <laughs> it's just like costume jewelry like jewels yeah i oh. thought they it's were like thumbtacks neil yeah neil stole a bunch of thumbtacks and had them in his pocket he's like you know it's gonna be funny when i dump these into the kid's hands he's yeah, like he's gonna be bedazzled <laughs> I, hate his creepy I don't want to turn him into sam elliott <laughs> neil breen's got some feminine fucking hands <laughs> I noticed that in all his other movies. He has, like, hairless, smooth, weird old people hands. Like, yeah, that's like an old lady's hands. <laughs> They're so weird. But nobody's kind of like an old lady. What old lady do you think he took those hands from? Hmm, Cloris Leachman. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely one of the Golden Girls. <laughs> oh, yeah. Brittany's over there, king of... Uh, king of the castle you look you not shaving your hands you think you're better than us <laughs> i know i have to shave my hands oh, every day God. uh one one of the hostage takers i guess of of the refugee group uh <laughs> gets into a yelling match with neil breen where they're basically just yelling you are done at, at each other over and over again oh the main lady <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 and uh neil breen finally gets the last word slowly and awkwardly backs out of the shot and then she just cross fades away <laughs> dude and i love that he's like it was that, so good because he's like you are done <laughs> done <laughs> like he's got a promo <laughs> <laughs> you're done mcmahon oh <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah that was that was awesome <laughs> um i do have one last favorite part holy shit you got, you're, you're cranking yeah, them out yeah, dude. Right. good job uh, there was that one very long drone shot, the long distance one, where he's kind of like twirling around in his little, uh, <laughs> li- his little rock spiral. The pet cemetery. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> the drone shot pans away from uh, our intrepid hero, and, and then it starts panning back towards where he was, and you, you know, naturally, 
as human beings that have watched movies before and understand how maybe you know someone on a shoestring budget would fake a special effect we're like oh you know maybe it'll have transformed or it'll have disappeared or something magical like that he's still there twirling <laughs> he didn't do anything <laughs> and then the drone does it again <laughs> it happens twice what it happens twice you know what I, you know what it probably was it was probably they were like okay here's the one shot all right set back up yeah right, let's do the shot again <laughs> yeah and he just left it in yeah, yeah which absolutely makes, that which makes me believe the, the one-to-one ratio even more there's yeah. a number of places in the movie where that happens like um when they when they're setting up uh dr grandpa professor in his wheelchair mm. there's literally three seconds of them just standing there with like the camera not in the right spot oh they're like they're like tilting up yeah. to like finally get there and then like when the camera finally hits its spot they're like okay now we go okay, yeah <laughs> great stuff lots of favorite parts mm. it's very dense for a brain movie it's very yeah. dense, but very padded. Very, very padded with oh, the yeah. drone. Padded footage. with scenery. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, that's, that's another comment I had. Uh, the production value of, his, uh, of this film somehow has gotten better and worse than his other films. Now, like we you, spent the entire film in the desert like we did with Double Down, even though with uh, Fateful Findings and part of I Am Here dot, 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 now, we spent it in, you know, somewhere else, you mm-hmm. know, in, inside. Like yeah. inside of a greasy trash bag room. Yeah, this was like yeah. the desert in the that the one room with the weird vertical blinds. Yeah, that that that, that was, was everyone's room. Two bedrooms in a in a dying grandpa house. <laughs> that's right. Oh, uh, in a weird refugee. Oh, that's right. It's a four. Wow, the location's up the ass in this fucking movie. <laughs> All right, guys, let's finally get to rating this thing. <laughs> So let's rate it then. Yeah, I'm gonna go with. Yeah, fuck I'm gonna you. have to give it an unfortunate fuck off. Oh my god, my fucking father. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Let's rate pass through Neil Breen's newest venture from 2015. What are you going to give it, Eric? You know, I was conflicted. I had a great time watching it, and I was like, I think I'll give it a, a, a fuck yes. I'm gonna go f- straight up. Fuck yeah! Wow, this is this is some bad movie <laughs> magic. Mm. This, I this is just so perfectly incompetent in all the best ways. I feel like if I had to say to someone, listen, you you like B movies, like you wanna you have an interest in B movies, you wanna like watch a really bad movie and know if you really actually do like bad movies. Mm. This is the one to go with. This is this seems to be like something I would show to. Uh, someone who has never seen a Neil Breen, mm-hmm. this would be... This is definitely my go-to brain. Yeah, yeah, this would be like, okay, watch this. Watch Pass Through. And then watch Double Down. And then maybe watch the other two. And then <laughs> kill yourself. And, yeah. and then jump you off the cliff. just three hours of your life that you can never get back. Uh, pretty much, yeah. Go to the desert and die of thirst. <laughs> <laughs> bring some tuna. Uh, and make sure to bring some tuna. So Listen, I can find my own water. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he kept pushing that water, man. Uh, so I think... I mean, this is definitely the best brain movie. Absolutely, hands down. Probably better, I would say, than the others combined. Oh, <laughs> easily. Yeah. Oh, dude, this was the most enjoyable shot for shot out of all of his movies. So I think, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going fuck yeah. Ooh. Going fuck yeah. I mean, I laughed out loud. I cried out loud. <laughs> I died out loud. Ow. Um, uh, for dying out loud. <laughs> So, I mean, I would definitely I'd, I'd make sure that people I knew watch this. I'd probably buy it. So, there's, there's that. 
How much money have you given Neil Breen for past thirty? Well, he's only given him. Thir- I've only given thirty-five dollars. Yeah. Aaron's the one who's fucking emptied his pockets. Yeah, true. For a copy of both Faithful Findings and Double Down, which I'm jealous that you won't Double Down and I don't. Yeah, well, and for the tickets we bought. And Aaron bought us all tickets to see this. Thanks, movie. Aaron. Yeah, I really appreciate. it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't act like it sometimes. <laughs> it's all right. I, I, we bought Aaron some barbecue. Yeah, yeah. I shoved yeah. my face full of brisket. Yeah, it was delicious. Um, so, Aaron, what about you? What are you, you going to give us? I want to give it. Uh, the, uh, you're a weird fucking dude. <laughs> 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 Most genuinely acted yeah. lie in the movie. I, I've, I've enjoyed every Breen film. Uh, I, some of them are, are slow. Some of them are sluggish. Some of them just just kind of try my patience at times. But they've never been not entertaining. I've never been not entertained by a Breen film. But I agree with you completely that this is the one that you give to somebody this is advanced bad movie review i mean you've watched you've watched mr science theater you can stomach it you know with some commentary you've watched the room and you're like okay i want to see where i'm going now you show them pass through because that's that's next level like the room again it's like seen shot for shot for shot for shot for shot it's a bad movie that you can enjoy. This is a little more patience trying. Mm. Uh, like you might start to get annoyed. Yeah. 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 Just because you're so confused. Like the, you need, you just, so yeah, this is like Out 201, there. 301, uh, bad movie watching. Okay. Ineptitude. Yeah. <laughs> Ineptitude 301 is also the name of my new band. <laughs> um, Brittany, what about you? It's, is it's that also the, it's the, taught by professor, professor, uncle, brother, <laughs> man. Taught by uncle. First Arms album, McGee. sexual yep. mommy. Yeah, <laughs> you said it, dude. Yeah, I didn't even say it, you did. You said it. That's on you. Uh, what are you doing? Am I rateless? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Sorry, I just died and came back to life. You died out loud. I'm give this movie a fuck you. Oh, Whoa! You didn't even give you didn't give any of his other movies a. F- Actually, no, you did a lot. I'm gonna <laughs> give it a fuck you because I hate him and I hate his movies so fucking much. And you know what? I'm gonna keep watching them. I'm gonna recommend them to people, and I want to die. So you, so you have, so you were outwardly hating this movie and yes. want to bring others down with yes. you. Yes, it's so atrocious that I have to spread the misery. It's like you find something gross on the internet and you have to tell somebody about exactly. it. Exactly, that's what I have to do. Or you exactly. find a dead body in the woods and you bring your friends and. You guys just have a... Uh, it's just a homeless bum. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to recommend it to people because it's just like the pinnacle of ineptitude. <laughs> and it's really a stunning, stunning display of just... Humanity? Yeah, that too. Uh, yeah, we never really discussed that, but a, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, every movie, it's just him beating you over the head pretentiously with like these, the social conscience that he so desperately wants everyone to have. And social like, conscience of like a it's like, freshman in high school yeah, yeah it's like yeah dude we like, know we, we should all just love each people? other like you have to make an hour and a half movie that doesn't make sense to tell me that. do you think he's a fan of john lennon no 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 you don't think he imagines many people no um, i have nothing against neil personally except for that his weird hands except for i personally hate his except for i movies. hate his movies <laughs> um, i'm gonna still keep giving him my money so Checkmate. You're still going to have Aaron keep giving him money on your behalf. Yeah. Fair. You, I will win. Fun. you win, Breen. I yeah. will fund his next one. I'll, I, you know, I might even fund his next one after this. Yeah, so I, if, if he puts up another campaign, next movie, he's selling pass through. If he's selling pass through, I'm going to buy it. 
Uh, I'm the dumb guy. Who's I mean, I knew it. what I was getting into the whole ride up here. I was like, I fucking hate every one of his movies. I don't know why I'm so excited <laughs> right now. <laughs> mm. Oh, I have a final thought. I have a final thought. No Neil Breen butt. Oh yeah, yeah. I, sure. I we said on the way up, we got to keep a butt counter. No need, sir. Maybe no. maybe he even had a contract. Is he getting himself. too old and flabby? Yeah, maybe his butt muscles are decaying. <laughs> unrealistic Hollywood <laughs> expectations. Yeah. I don't know. Um, any other final thoughts, guys? Before such a line something? in like an, an early '90s high school comedy. <laughs> his butt muscles are decaying. <laughs> Say that about your old ass gym teacher. Yeah. Oh, as Eric pointed out, there's a telescope in this movie, so Tyler should have been there. Oh, <laughs> Tyler, you messed up. up. Sorry, dude. It's all those fucking astronomy children. Mm. <laughs> um, so it would have been Tyler, astronomy kids, <laughs> grandpa, uncle, professor, man. What? They'd all astronomer been astronomer pa. Yeah, they'd all been wandering through the desert. Aunt Manda. Aunt Manda, <laughs> looking for brain, living the dream. All right. Some stream of consciousness thing going on here? Yeah, I don't know. Dark good, energy. No. Quantum late. mechanics. It's late. I've been That's drinking. how Breen writes his scripts. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. In the desert he's while he's shooting. <laughs> <laughs> he just whispers into a dark room. Hey, hey, do you know what you should, what you should say? No, what should I say? Um, you should say something like, I don't want to be here. Okay, we're rolling and go. <laughs> no more books. Fucking weirdo that we made him out to be oh he upgraded his laptops it's true he got Final a bunch thought. of um yeah no he had to gaff off some of the logos on them but sometimes uh, not all the time only a couple times oh he also likes to leave c-stands and shots that was awesome good eye aaron how could you have it's not like good eye it's not like it was in the background it was in the foreground of the fucking shot but <laughs> it did look like rocks it looked like a c-stand <laughs> It did. All right. It did. It was a C-stand. Oh, uh, speaking of things that lead me to believe that this movie might have been intentionally humorous in some ways, or maybe mm-hmm. he just did it for the fun of it, the uh, the vest from Double Down appears. The denim vest with the medals. That Still attached. True. As well true. as like the weird antelope skull oh. at the beginning. Yep. Yeah. Everyone cheered for that one and the vest. Yeah. And uh, you no longer have PTSD. Forgot about that. Uh, yep, yeah, I wrote that down. No more PTSD. No more PTSD. Oh, that fucking weird. That was some weird shit that was going on oh, at the end of that movie. Free from PTSD. Yeah, sorry. Also, what the fuck was with that scorpion shaped shadow? I was going to ask that. I was going to bring that up. So, what the fuck was that shadow? No uh, idea. Star Trek Emp- Enterprise. Also, uh, flying overhead. I yep. wanted to bitch about how he introduced a new plot line like five minutes before the movie ended. Which is that fucking PTSD kid? Which was Aunt Manda. Was fucking like husband coming and shooting them oh yeah out of nowhere oh i thought he like got rid of 300 million bad people and that wasn't one of them i know Ugh, you're so full yeah. of shit neil and then um and then and then nisi yep ran away and that was it yep she like gave up they were like oh we're free we can really go and she's like i'm not going i'm tired i'm tired, I'm tired. <laughs> i was like oh you little brat Fucked oh, up people God. in this brain universe. I'm done talking about this movie. Yeah, no, I'm trying to wrap it up for about ten minutes, but that's okay. <laughs> um, One more idea, Tom. Okay, okay, final final thought, Aaron. You can go ahead. Okay, all right. Final thought <laughs> is it's over. We watched Pass Through Neil Breen's newest feature film uh, tonight at the movie theater. Had a little field trip. Had a good time. Uh, we get, we have fuck yes. We had fuck yous. I mean, that's all you can really hope for, right? 
That's how you know a movie has achieved success when someone in the room loves it and someone in the room fucking hates it. Mm. That is true success, Neil. So good job there. <laughs> Can't wait to buy your movie. <laughs> can't wait to see what comes next. Yeah. Hmm. And I definitely can't wait to see what comes next. I, I really want to see Neil with a much larger budget. We were talking about this. Yeah. I want to see him get back just, just so I can see like the really, I want to see the crazy shit that pops up on the screen mm. when he's given like slightly more support and slightly more money. Uh. What I'm afraid happens is that we just get a five hour movie. That's exactly like this. Uh, yeah. What's wrong Basically. with that? Nothing There's changes. CG, everything. Yeah, nothing changes except for he just gets to tell a longer story. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. on board with this. Mm-hmm. We'll split it into three chunks and we'll watch it like a big trilogy. That's okay. Three. We'll split it in three chunks now. We'll watch it all on the same night. Yeah, yeah we will. <laughs> uh, yeah, Aaron, thanks for for buying our movie tickets. Thanks for letting us post up in your living room mm-hmm. and uh, and having a great brain field trip mm-hmm. with us. No, thank you guys for being here. I really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Aaron appreciates it. That means it was a great time. <laughs> Um, if you'd like more information on Second Class Cinema, you can head on to Facebook, facebook.com slash secondclasscinema. You can listen to our program on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, secondclasscinema.com, and followingfilms.com. And, uh, yeah, that's it. It's over. Brain. 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 Get in on this. Brain. Brain. Brain, me, get in on this. Brain, 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 br